0: This is the Savvy Philanthropist Podcast. My name is Kirk. We are a financial planning podcast for people who want to do philanthropy well. Whether you're a donor trying to do some good in the world, or you're a development officer trying to connect resources with the people who need them, this podcast is all about how to navigate our U.S. legal and financial system in order to make the greatest philanthropic impact you can. This is Episode 35, IRAs, Part 4. A quick reminder of the topic at hand. There are three ways to make charitable gifts from a traditional IRA. Number one, regular distributions. Number two, qualified charitable distributions. And three, beneficiary designations. Last week, we laid out the requirements and benefits of a QCD. Today, we're going to stretch that conversation into a new opportunity recently created by the SECURE Act 2.0, passed by Congress right at the end of 2022. The new opportunity is pretty limited, to be honest, but it's on the books and it may be expanded in coming years, so it's something we need to cover. We'll talk about these in depth in future episodes, but there are some charitable giving vehicles that provide an income stream back to a donor for the length of that donor's life. This category of contributions is generally referred to as life income gifts. The most common examples of this category are charitable remainder trusts and charitable gift annuities. Is really important in philanthropy, and as I mentioned, we'll get into them in detail in the future. But for now, there are just two important elements of this type of gift to keep in mind. First, their general structure is that a donor makes a large charitable contribution, and in exchange, the donor receives a stream of income for life. That's how a CRT and a CGA both work. Second, that income stream back to the donor is generally taxed in a beneficial way. In other words, the donor gets some income but the donor pays less in taxes than she otherwise might. So with that in mind, there has historically been an insurmountable wall between life income gifts and qualified charitable distributions. To be blunt, you couldn't use a QCD to fund a CRT or a CGA. How's that for a bunch of acronyms in a row? Due to some specifics in the tax code, if you funded a CRT or a CGA with a QCD, then your payments from the life income gift would have been tax-free for the course of your life. So, Congress explicitly said that you couldn't do that. Which then brings us to the SECURE Act from last year. After several years of work, Congress has finally opened the door for funding life income gifts with QCDs. However, Congress only opened that door a very little bit. There are quite a few limitations, and these limitations make it unlikely that this new opportunity will be a good fit for too many donors. But there will be a few good opportunities, and it will be important to keep this option in mind. So, what are those limitations? First, Congress has limited this giving opportunity to one $50,000 QCD opportunity for any individual. This opportunity could be split among multiple distributions, but it all has to be completed in the course of one calendar year. And this doesn't mean $50,000 per year for multiple years. This means one chance in a single year that cannot be repeated. The general view among practitioners is that this $50,000 is part of the total $100,000 limit that is included in the regular QCD legislation. Just so you know, there is a minority view that reads the new statute is providing for a $50,000 opportunity in addition to the typical $100,000 limit. But as I said, this is the minority view. Second, as I mentioned, this opportunity only allows for a QCD to fund either a charitable remainder trust or a charitable gift annuity. In almost any scenario I can think of, $50,000 is not sufficient for funding a practical CRT. That generally requires a substantially larger gift. However, there are plenty of $50,000 CGAs in the world, and this is the place where this legislation could be a good fit for some donors. And while we're on the topic of CRTs and CGAs, the legislation also requires that that life beneficiary be only the donor and or the donor's spouse. So one more limitation there. But third, and this is really important, the SECURE Act specifically addressed the taxation issue. It provides that all life income payments under this scenario will be fully taxable. And if you're familiar with tax terminology, it's taxed as ordinary income. In other words, it's taxed in the donor's highest tax bracket. This means that donors ultimately end up paying income tax on the IRA distribution, a lot similarly as if they had taken the distribution themselves. So the donor ends up paying tax, but bear in mind that it's stretched out over many years, so this could still be a substantial benefit. But it will depend on the tax particulars of the donor. To pull everything together, this QCD opportunity under the Secure Act is a welcome addition to the philanthropist toolkit. Under the current limitations, it probably won't be a good match for too many situations, but there will be a few, and that's certainly a good thing. But with any luck, the legislation will be tweaked in future years, hopefully increasing the amounts that can be given. If that happens, we may begin to see more of these gifts over time. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you know other people who might find this podcast worthwhile, please share it on your social media platform of choice. And if you're feeling particularly generous, a rating or review for the show on whatever podcast service you use would really help to get the word out about the show. You can find The Savvy Philanthropist on the internet at thesavvyphilanthropist.net. You can find me on LinkedIn at the link below in the show notes. And you can follow me on Twitter, where I am at RossPlan. Lastly, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or helpful insights, feel free to email me at thesavvyphilanthropist at gmail.com. That's it for episode 35. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll finish this IRA series by talking about what happens to the account when you pass away. Until then, remember, do well, then do good, but always be savvy.